New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. Oh, the, the, the baseball analogy. Oh, the, uh, yeah, Kim, I just think uh, with Yaki Dog, I don't speak Japan, and you f***ing people. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, f*** you, DT. What do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well, Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, um... Uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than it is everyone i have one stupid setting in this system that whenever the transition takes place it starts the music from the beginning so i gotta fix that i forgot to fix it last week so my apologies everybody it is monday night may 4th 2020 welcome to this edition of the don tony and kevin castle show i am don tony as always then join along with me is Kev Castle, what's up, DT? No, what's, what's going, going on? Not that much, not that much. Just uh, wrapping up uh, another fun-filled Raw. Man, I tell you, you know, last week we talked about how shitty Raw was, and we had a feeling that it was going to be the worst Raw rating in history, and sure enough, that happened. Um, and, you know, SmackDown is now under 2 million viewers. And it's funny because you have like musicians performing in their living rooms by themselves without their bands, almost like, remember what was that show on MTV back in the day where you would have like, I think like the guy from Nirvana did it. Like he was on the stage and he performed like unplugged, unplugged. unplugged. I mean, it's all like these musicians are doing unplugged and they're getting awesome ratings. So you take away the fans. I mean, the fans cannot be this much kryptonite 
for the WWE that you take away the fans and you just take away like like everybody is just mentally deranged in that company right now. It, it, it reminds me, the best way I could compare what's going on with WWE right now is when you go to a casino and you sh go with, to the casino, maybe you, sh you go there with like five grand. And we'll say two years ago was five grand because WWE has lost 1.3 million viewers in two years. I don't know if anybody realizes that, but yeah, 1.2, 1.3 on Raw in two years. Women's Revolution, everybody. I'm not putting all the blame on that. It's the writing. It's the way people are portrayed. But they were so focused on the women that they neglected everything else. And, you know, you see a lot of the results now. Um, and I think we should call the man now half the man because she's got, like, not even half the schedule. But it reminds me of someone who walks into a casino with $5,000. And they start losing a little bit. Eh, no big deal, you know, start losing a little bit more, no big deal. Then you get to that point where you really start taking a bath, losing. And instead of trying to, like, pick up and go to another machine or just try to recoup and, you know, get yourself back in the swing of things, you stay at the same machine and you're like, you know what, it's bound to hit, it's bound to hit, it's bound to hit. And meanwhile, you're sitting there and you're losing more and more and more, and there's no excuse for this. I mean, this this tonight's Raw, it's not only awful, but it's predictably awful. Yeah. You know the Viking Raiders beating the Street Profits was the only reason was to now have a rematch at the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you put in guys in this gauntlet match, and I said two weeks ago, you know, there's a lot of upcoming guys, you know, a lot of uh, wrestlers, you know, different, different ethnic groups, different countries, you know, maybe it's a nice little way to showcase them, but you got to showcase them against other people that could help elevate them, you know? And I tell you, I'm left with Raw tonight, and I'm saying to myself, this is awful, man. This is just awful. Yeah, the only one that they did what you just said they should do, they did it once tonight, and they did that with Liv Morgan giving Charlotte Flair somewhat of a match. So they tried to elevate Liv, but that was about it. Yeah, and even with the Liv Morgan, you know, I, I've sung praise to Liv Morgan. I've actually said I think Liv Morgan actually wrestles better than Alexa Bliss. But even tonight, you realize why... Charlotte is all the way up here, and Liv Morgan is all the way down here. You know, back in the day, you put a superstar up with an up-and-comer. The up-and-comer, and you you remember this. I mean, if you really want to go way back, you remember 83, yeah. Eddie Gilbert oh, and Kurt Henning. I you was know? just going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say that. If they face Jose Luis Rivera or Johnny Rods, they may get a win here and there. But you put them up against, you know, the fucking mass superstar or someone else like that, they might get 10 seconds of offense and the crowd gets a little excited, but then they usually fuck up and then they lose. You know, if you watch this match again tonight of Liv Morgan versus Charlotte, and again, yeah. I've sung the praise of Liv Morgan. She's better than Alexa Bliss in the ring, in my opinion. But yeah. just if you focus only on Liv Morgan, you will see that Charlotte like literally had to set up and then just sit there or stand there and wait for Liv Morgan to do some of the things she's doing. And it, the timing, it, Liv Morgan is fine, but not against someone like Charlotte. Of course, it's only one match, but I tell you, it's things like this are really, I mean, 
you know, there's the, the ratings say it all. The ratings say it all. And you have, you know, it was funny. Two weeks ago or a week ago, everybody was talking about, oh, the ratings are going against the NFL draft. The fuck was their excuse for SmackDown going under 2 million? Oh, yeah. Really? What's the excuse? Didn't, no fucking draft. Nobody got shot. There was no hurricanes. There was no earthquakes. There was no mass murder. There was no presidential debate. There was no NFL, NHL, MLB, blah, 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 blah. You know, what are these people doing during these nights? Anything but watching wrestling. Yeah. I want to ask you a good question. Everybody that's tuning in, by the way, uh, I I want to give a shout out to everybody, whether it's, you know, audio, YouTube, but I set up Twitch today. Twitch should be streaming right now. Unfortunately, I'm not there to monitor it, and I'm not able to see the chat tonight. But if anybody does want to stop by the Twitch channel, it's twitch.tv slash D, just like my Twitter. Just um, let me know later on if the video streamed. I mean, I'm sure I'll know after the show, but let me know if it streamed and let me know if everything was, uh, you know, seamless because, you know, I'm trying to open up other areas where people could tune in, you know, and uh, Facebook will be next and there's a few other ones. But, um, you know, I, I invite every single person tuning in, you know, answer this to yourselves. But I ask you, Kev, because I was thinking about this the other day. We have wrestling on Monday. We have wrestling on Tuesday. Right. Surprise, surprise for a lot of people. We do have wrestling on Tuesday. We have wrestling on Wednesday. We have wrestling on Friday. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Which day of the week is your favorite night to watch wrestling? I'm not saying to just watch wrestling. What night do you feel the most satisfied watching wrestling? Used to be Monday. Now it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Okay. All right. I'm curious how people react to that because, you know, I know a lot of people are having fun with the AEW and the NXT ratings. You know, it's not impressive, but, you know, I don't think it's dismal either because at the end of the day, when you add the two together, it's about 1.3 to 1.4, 1.5 million viewers watching wrestling on a Wednesday night. Um, I personally think that if NXT or AEW move to a different night, I have a feeling that they both would probably pull million viewers on their separate nights. But not everybody can stream from a TV and a computer or TV and a phone. So uh, most, I'd say probably about 90% of fans have to choose one or the other or they channel surf. And sometimes they may stick to one show depending on what they see on TV. I made this prediction last week. I'm sticking to it. Um, I think this Wednesday's rating combined will be the highest rating in a very long time on Wednesday nights. They are advertising great matches. Um, Yes, empty arenas, but I honestly think this Wednesday is going to pull out an awesome rating. Yeah, I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, yeah. but Mondays used to be Mondays used to be the day. I mean, outstanding our shows on for Monday. It's an institution for years and years and years. But Wednesday is definitely the night now. I'd be uh, foolish to say anything different. Yeah, um, you know, Raw tonight. I, I tell you, here's another thing that I I talked about a little bit last week. 
And you would think maybe you give them one week, you know, especially with Paul Heyman at the helm. I'm not trying to cause controversy, but I wonder if Paul Heyman and Triple H are butting heads a little bit. And I'll use two, two reasons why I'm just trying to stir the pot right now. I don't actually think this. I think everybody's trying to crunch and, you know, they're probably more united than ever before. I'll give you two names that really piss me off. Akira Tozawa and Shane Thorne. Last week on Wednesday, I talked about how WWE uses Shane Thorne last Monday on Raw. MVP is scouting him. Player, I, I see money in you guys. Vink and Thorne. I see money. Thorne, Wednesday comes. No MVP in sight. And Thorne gets squashed by Dexter Loomis. Right. So now I'm like, all right. Monday, MVP scouting him. Wednesday, he gets squashed by Dexter Loomis. And tonight, he beats a team that should not have lost anytime soon. Then I look at Akira Tozawa, ramen noodle head, two weeks ago. We had, he had that really competitive match. He's in the fucking cruiserweight interim title tournament. They put him on Raw. He gets squashed like a grape. How do I put any credence in Tozawa in this title tournament after he gets squashed like a grape on Raw? It's almost like, you know, like Triple H is like, all right, Paul, all right, you want to you wanna push Thorn? You want to put MVP with him? No problem. I'll have Dexter Loomis squash him like a fucking bug, you know? Tozawa, you know, we put him in the Cruiserweight tournament. Paul Heyman's like that motherfucking Triple H. You see what he fucking did to Shane Thorne? I'm trying to align him with MVP, and he fucking has him squash Dex Loomis. I'll show that motherfucker. Happy 25 years, my ass. When Tazawa comes to Raw, you see what I do to that fucking tor Cruiserweight tournament contendee. And he goes on Raw, he squashed like a grape. So it's almost like, you know, hey, Triple H, you know, the social distancing is not fucking 3,000 feet. Getting the same room with Paul Heyman and saying, look, the fuck you, you do that to Loomis, you know, to Thorne on Wednesday. I'm trying to align him with, with MVP. It's almost like if you want to meet a chick and you want to get laid and you tell your friend, hey, put in a good word for me. And then your friend tells her, like, no, nah, he's a great guy, but he smells. It's like, come well, on, I man. I know you're going to say that he, that he bangs her and then, then you get her. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I mean, <laughs> if I see this and you see this, and the Donzilla army sees this. There's only so many times that they can say, oh, you know, this is just outspoken. They got to bitch about everything. No, man. I mean, get in the fucking same room. All right, we got we got Tozawa in this cruiserweight tournament. He don't have a fucking chance in hell, but we got to give that suspension and disbelief that he has a, a, a good chance. All right, so when he goes on Raw, we'll put him up against a really competitive guy, and this, is and that. No, instead, uh, I'll show him. See what he did to, to Thorne? I'll do that to Zazawa. I see this, and I'm like, come on, man. What the fuck is this? Well, you assume they're not on the same page. You're just saying you're thinking that that could be the case. They can't be that stupid. They can't be that stupid. It's like, you know, you might remember this. You might remember a long time ago when TNA was allowing some wrestlers to go work for other indie groups, and they had to pay a booking fee to TNA so those wrestlers could wrestle on other shows. But one thing also was they wanted to make sure that the wrestlers weren't being put 
in really uh, tremendously different situations that went against TNA. For example, you don't want a wrestler who is a monster heel in TNA work for Tom's, you know, ribs and wrestling and they put him as a baby face. Or, you know, if you had this guy feuding with this guy on TNA Impact, you don't want them to show up in the other promotion and they're tag teaming with each other. So... I tell you, I, I don't fucking get it. it. I don't think that there's dissension, but there is no logic in taking guys that you're trying to develop and enhance, and then you turn the TV a couple of days later and the total opposite happens in the same fucking week. Well, don't you think it might be because of lack of staff or lack of guys? That's why they're using theory so much. That's why now uh, Thorne and Vink are there, they might as well get the most out of them that they can, double shots and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my Otis impersonation. That's the only thing I can do. But That's, um, that's, all, that's what he does, too. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. You know, they, they're showing, like, Otis from SmackDown, and at the same time, I'm looking at the paragraph, I'm looking at that they couldn't even get 2 million viewers, and I'm like, you know, I'm looking at that, I'm like, oh, yeah! Oh, man. I, you know what? And I agree with Joe and everybody else. I hope Otis wins money in the bank. I really do. Who's your favorite for money in the bank on the men's side? I, I'd probably am going to go with Otis, but can can he get it? Will they give it to him? Uh, we don't know. I, I hope so. I kind of think it would be an interesting change of pace to see someone like him get it. I mean, he got the girl. But the storyline, it just, you know, the, even the storyline, I mean, it was cute in the beginning and it had a nice, you know, direction change at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. But does it, I mean, again, this is suspension of disbelief. It's entertainment. Right. Does it come across to you like Otis is getting any? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, hi, Mandy. I picked you these flowers, Mandy. Yeah, Mandy, um, email me if you want, Mandy. Yeah, it's like, you know, all right, he got the girl. When he gets the girl, you know, you feel like, all right, you know, what's the next step? I mean, what is this? I, I, this, this, almost, this might, <laughs> it feels like what I said many moons ago, old Rick Steiner. Uh, well, well, Robin Green, I think it's a non-sexual relationship, do you think? I think it's just... Uh, if it's a non-sexual relationship, then he shouldn't care if Dolph Ziggler's no, they, tapping they, that. They, 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 they go to first base, that's it. They don't I don't even think they hold hands. <laughs> I think they kiss and that's it. Oh, man. See, I, don't even, I don't even want to go in that mind. See, I would have done skits with Otis and Mandy Rose that Otis doesn't even know his own strength. Like, Otis goes to give her something and he accidentally, <laughs> like... Breaks like it in a million mice. pieces. <laughs> like of Mice and Men with Lenny? Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously. Like, he oh gives God. her, like, a, a vase of flowers, and he goes to give it to her. He doesn't know his own strength, and he just, like, shatters the vase in his hands. Or, wow. you know, there's a, there's a thousand things they can do, and they don't do it. Well, they could turn him, do the Mark Henry thing with him in a way, and make him like he's this stud behind the scenes. And he really satisfies Mandy, but do they want to go beyond that PG bullshit that they're comfortable with? You know what I mean? Like make those innuendos that Otis is uh, satisfying to Mandy. They could do. They would do that years ago. I don't know if they do that today. Because they want to make them kid friendly. They don't want to go. Yeah, there. it's that's what it is. SmackDown mm -hmm. is more of the kid friendly show. It's on Fox. Mm 
It's yeah. on at eight o'clock at night and it feels a lot more kid friendly. I mean, it's felt like that for a while. They don't have Roman Reigns right now, and it feels like, you know, that Otis is, you know, the uh, the guy that all the kids, you know, like crushing over right now. Oh, and it's so sweet. Because think about it. Children are not supposed to have sex. So children uh -huh. see the Mandy Otis storyline like a perfect relationship. It, it, actually, I think I just figured it out. They're like two fucking kindergarten kids. I said non-sexual. Yeah, it's like two kindergarten kids. <clears throat> Anthony Diaz, no, I, I can't do the caliper when I do 20,000 subscribers. I don't have the video to do that, but you know, maybe I'll do it with the cell phone. Maybe I'll film it from like a different room and stream it online. I, I, I don't mind could trying. Do, could you actually do that? Um, I don't. You want to know something? There's a God honest truth. Uh, back in the day, me and my friends tried to do the worm when Scotty Tuhati used to do it, and I was not good at it at all. Now, now, maybe because I am a little bit lighter, I might be able to do it now, but, you know, maybe I'll try. But, you know, I'll do it by myself. This way, if I'm embarrassed and it's this terrible, I'll just delete the video and say, nah, I wasn't able to do it. So, Roger Rubio says they make love. They don't have sex. So there is a big difference, believe it or not. I've heard. So but, I've heard. Yeah, but, you know, even a Dolph Ziggler <laughs> twist to this is a little weird because Dolph Ziggler seems like he's really showing emotion, like he truly cares about Mandy, which makes it even weirder. You know, it's, I don't know, there's something about this storyline. And you know what? I know that woman that was responsible in writing a lot of it was let go. Right. Maybe they're just... They can't like figure out like in a, and I'm not trying to be sexist, but you know, there's a reason why most women love like dirty dancing and what's that one with fucking, you know, Julia Roberts, pretty woman. There's a re yeah. reason why those women usually gush over those films and guys are like, oh, come on. Like you're just changing the channel and then you, you happen to see that Pretty Woman or Dirty Dancing is on. Chick flick. Chick yeah, it's a chick flick. So this storyline is more for like a chick flick. And I wonder if there's any females there that are in, in giving any input on this storyline other than Mandy Rose. And if it's coming from just a male side, you know, I don't know if a male could really interpret a, a chick flick type storyline like maybe this woman did. Good, good point. Do you think that are there other notable? Could do any of us know of any name women writers behind the scenes? And we only know that girl because she got let go. Do they have any other women writers on staff? Is it Dana Warrior still there? Is she with the company anymore? Well, Dana Warrior is still doing stuff, but I always thought that Dana Warrior was more like I don't want to say a freelancer. Yeah, I'm not. I don't mean freeloader. A freelancer. freelancer. Difference. Um, I, you know, I don't know if she is actually a paid WWE employee. I know that she was definitely helping out, and she wasn't doing it, obviously, for free. Shout out to Mr. Yeah. Krebs. Um, but I don't know if she's involved with anything right now. I mean, you know, they furloughed, you know, a bunch of guys that they might be bringing back. But, you know, they did let go. Wasn't Fifth Finley one of them that they let go? Yeah, you got let go. Yeah, And did. that guy was probably, you know, you talk about women's revolution. That motherfucker, any women 
that really go on to have unbelievable careers, that write autobiographies, the forward should be, all of them should be written by Fit Finley. They all give him props. Every one of them gives him props. He's on every female shoot interview. They rave about him. He's the biggest uh, proponent for uh, women in wrestling uh, from the male side of the old school guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, it just feels like it's missing. You, You know when they say it's missing a woman's touch? Yeah, it is. You know, like you clean your house and you think it looks perfectly clean, but the house doesn't have a woman's touch to it. And look, I'm only saying that because I'm heterosexual. I don't want anybody that's gay to take that the wrong way. I, it's not a, I it's as not a heterosexual comment. It's not yeah, it's not meant that way. I'm a heterosexual because, so I say it like that. I, I mean, in a women's touch, like, you know, the, the, the person, your mate sees it a different way. I think this needs a little bit of a, a woman's touch. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, obviously it's not a ratings grabber. No, no. Um, this Wednesday we have somebody brought up Velveteen dream. We have Velveteen dream taking on Adam Cole is, is, can we say that this is pretty much the final nail in the coffin for these clout chasers with the dream situation? Is that how you feel? Or you think there's still a lot of unknown? No, I was going to use your term and nothing burger. As we said last week, there's nothing came of it. Haven't heard anything of it. I think it died on the vine. And, um, I think, you know, that's it. They're proceeding forward. And unless you saw something I didn't see, I, I'm online every day like you. I, you heard anything? I haven't. The I only mean, thing uh, that I, I, I had and... Um, would've, something would have broke out by now. It, it's, yeah, it's well... Too, it's too I, far now along. Last Wednesday, um, I looked I into it. Anything. No, um, you know, that police report that they claimed was filed. Not only was there no police report filed, there was no um, cyber uh, cyber. Uh, crime filed against him either. There's no reports. We checked Canada. I wasn't the only one. I had a few people help me because I have no access to Canada. But um, and the people that helped me, I trust very much. No, fi- no report filed in Canada. No report filed in Washington. No report filed in Florida. A lot of people think that Velveteen Dream still lives in Washington. Um, I actually know where the guy lives. I don't have his address, but I actually did a little research. And again, at the end of the day, you know, my original instinct appears to be the correct one. That these were cloud chasers. These were people. That's why I tell you, man, you know, the original story is that Velveteen Dream invited fans to chat with him and, you know, whatever. I don't think it's a smart idea. I don't know if you saw this tonight, of course, it's not the same situation, but I could only imagine what could possibly be going to her way. You see what Charlie Caruso did? With? A phone. No, I didn't say what. She posted on Twitter about two hours ago uh-huh. uh, a phone number, and okay. she invited all of her fans to text her. Oh, now, right. And it, it was interesting. It was a 917 area code, so... Our neck of the woods, 917, is uh, New York, but I know people use 917 in other areas. Now, again, anybody could get a phone number with any area code they want. But, you know, I I could only imagine what some people may be trying to text Charlie Caruso. But in the heels of what happened with Velveteen Dream and how 
whether he was hacked or not hacked or in offering to chat with fans. I think there's a line. I don't mean to sound fucked up. If this was a children's hospital, if this was a fucking, uh, 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 you know what I mean? Like if it was a really special set of con- circumstances, Shriners, right. you know, Make-A-Wish, fine. But to just put your number out there for strangers, you know, in my opinion, you're only asking for trouble. The intention is very genuine. I'm sure Velveteen Dream, Charlie Caruso, others who have done it, Cody, I'm sure they all have, you know, the intentions like, look, you know, I want I want everybody to text me. I want everybody to feel like they can approach me. But that's just asking for nefarious, you know, things on other people. You know, and you see what's going on with Velveteen Dream. When they advertised this match today, I immediately went on social media. And I'm looking at these people, these original cloud chasers who were nailing him to the cross. We had Easter not too long ago. He was the fucking black Jesus Christ being nailed to the cross over this. And they're like, oh, why is WWE ducking this? How could they put a pedophile on, on NXT? Oh, that's, that's like terrible. every single comment is everything but, for the most part, everything but, I guess he didn't do this. Why would WWE put this guy on TV in a championship match if he sent nudes to a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. He didn't do it one time, two times, one, two, three. So, you know, instead of just saying, hey, you know, I guess he didn't do it. I guess, you know, these people are full of shit. Instead, how could they have a pedophile? And that's going to stick with him unless one of these cloud chasers chasers gets arrested or is taken to court over this. This is going to stick with Velveteen Dream for the rest of his career. As years go by, people will forget about it, you know. I still remember when Titus O'Neil put his pee-pee on Twitter and then claimed he was hacked. Um, that's why I'm still blocked from Titus O'Neil to this day. Oh, you're you know? still blocked. Yeah, I mean, like what you said before with Charlie Caruso, there's two reasons that people do that. One is boredom uh, with the lockdown and everything. Number two is, you're right, to try and say, hey, you know, I can, you want to, I, I relate to all you fans. Listen, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. But I think to a certain, like, celebrity, or even a Charlie Caruso, especially a female, uh, you're making yourself vulnerable. And same thing with Velveteen Dream, you know. Um even chatting with 15, 16 year olds. I mean, I book bands for a living and I don't ever talk to minors late at night uh, on the computer. Right? Call me during the day. And actually, I usually, if someone's under 18, I talk to their parents to even book them in the club. So again, there's, you kind of know the protocol of what's proper when you're older. I mean, Velveteen Dream, they say, oh, he's 24, 25. It's not the point. When I was 24, 25, I knew I shouldn't be talking to a 15 year old. So Use your smarts. I mean, he's he's over as it is. Him and Charlie Cruz are over. They don't need to get over more over with the fans. Their careers are not lagging. They're not desperate for attention. It's not a lure to get more fans. They're they're fine. So it might be boredom, DT, or just like, hey, I come up with an idea. Maybe I can do this. It maybe gets approved. But I'm sure Velveteen Dream, uh, what he was doing in, in in the off hours is not approved by Stephanie Triple H or Vince. Yeah. I told them, don't be chatting with teenagers. That's not a good idea, Patrick. 
You know, I don't know. Charlie probably got the green light, but I'm sure Velveteen Dream did not. See, even with that conversation that was put publicly, that they would, the kid was talking about he wants to be an announcer, that's a conversation that I wouldn't have, period. Um, I'll give you a good example with us. We have a very loyal uh, follower of the show, and he, he goes on Twitter by the name of Don Pony. And um, that guy would always send me messages, and he's he was, what, 13 years old, 14 years old? And I would say, thank you for the support and everything, but, you know, I avoided conversations because I don't think it's appropriate to be chatting with someone that age. It could be simply about a wrestling storyline, but I just don't think it's appropriate. And the thing is, is that when you have the WWE Universe and a large portion of that universe are under the age of 18. You know, Charlie Caruso is one of those, you know, teenage crushes that a lot of guys have on her. And hey, if you're just texting, I'm not saying that, you know, she's going to text flirty or anything like that. But, you know, like, just, you just, I don't know, I just think that you're inviting yourself to unneeded trouble. And I would think, after what happened with Velveteen Dream, the last thing I would do is, you know, say, hey, send me texts. You know, it's, I just, I know you want to be extremely sociable, but I think you probably would have just as much success as to go on Instagram or go on Twitter and say, hey, you know, got 30 minutes to kill. Let's do a, a chat, you know, publicly, you know, post your questions. This is Sinat. Because, I mean, you send her a text. What are you going to say? Oh, Charlie, you're the best. Oh, thank you very much. What else could you say, Charlie? You know, how could I get into... Con I mean, really, what are you going to say? What's your favorite color? That's uh, true. Didn't Peyton Royce get us... What school did you she go to? Her, she left her... Uh, Peyton Royce, a while back, left her DMs open on uh, Instagram. I remember she put about the heinous shit that people said to her. She even put some of the messages on blast. Like, this is the way you talk to women or whatever. And then I think you, you I can't remember if it was you or someone else. It was months ago. Like, why would you leave your messages open for people to even write you or even engage in that? And yeah. then she commented on the disgusting things certain people say. See, like, they should block that shit right off the bat. Especially if you're a celebrity female, you shouldn't have your DMs open to the public. I say this lightheartedly. Payne Royce is an absolute moron to do that. Because for the last 20 years, you've had almost every attractive woman in wrestling, you know, who accepted messages or emails or private messages from fans have all been creeped out with, with dick pics and requests for nudes. Oh, yeah, Why would yeah. Peyton Royce think anything different? You know, did she think that, oh, in Australia, we don't do that, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean... You're the one that opened your DMs. I'm not saying that she had any, you know, nefarious reasons to do that. But, you know, it's like, you know, you open your DMs and then you're shocked that you get dick pics. Or I, some na nasty, nasty. Comments. I mean, it, that's like if I, if I live in a fucking bad neighborhood and I, I keep my doors unlocked. You know, chances are nobody's going to open, you know, break into my house, even in a decent neighborhood. All right, I'm in a decent neighborhood. I have my doors unlocked, but I don't tell anybody. Nobody's going to stop at my house and try to break in. But if it's I fucking unlock place. my doors, 
and say, hey, WWE Universe, here's my address, and my doors are unlocked. <laughs> Some motherfucker might think, hey, you know, let me uh, open the door, let him in, you know, Paul Simon. Um, no, what the fuck did she expect? Did she expect every altar boy that say, I'm going to be nice. You know, I'm going to send her flower pictures. And She's an idiot. You fucking open your DMs and then you get that and you act shocked. Just my opinion. Oh, again, well, I mean, listen, like wrestling fans, like anything else, you know, there's a majority of good people, like, you know, real community oriented, the best fans. We've seen it firsthand how loyal fans are. And like I said, good people. We get to know some of them just like us. But then there's some that are just fucking weirdos, man, to the highest level and will say inappropriate things and cannot get with the reality of what's proper and what's not, whether it's a mental thing or whether it's just someone trying to push it as far as it can go by saying fucking crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, some people are just inappropriate and they think it's a ha, but it's, it's not, it's actually disturbing. You just ask him for trouble. I mean, Charlie Caruso, you know, props to her. She's very sociable. She's very interactive with her fans. Um, I just think, now look, that f number could be a Skype Generic. number. Yeah, it could be, right? You know, I mean, you could get text messages through Skype. I actually use my Skype now for a second number for text messages because I, I don't want customers to have my private cell number because oh. I'm trying to stay away from customers as much as possible, even though my office is still open. Um, in fact, today... I had the uh, I went to Quest Diagnostics in Cedarhurst and I got the uh, antibody test done for COVID nineteen to see if I ever had it. Oh, I got a test there last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went there, Rockaway Turnpike. You really can't yeah. see it, but they took blood earlier today. They two to five days. I'll get my results. See if I ever had COVID nineteen. If I have the antibodies, because you just went there. I got a bill on my table from there right now. I'm I went today. Next. Really? Okay. Yeah, I went this morning. It, it actually was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I, I arranged the test online. And for anybody that's, you know, let me let me t explain this to everybody out there. You know, I'm not, I, I try to keep politics off these shows unless it's like Patreon or even Friday when people, you know, ask for about political stuff. But I'll say this. When you hear our vice president, more our vice president than anybody else, if you hear him say, that a lot of states don't even realize that tests are available with different labs and other places. What's up, Joe Punches? So I'll bring you up in a minute. But um, what happens is when our vice president said that there that there's tests available and some states don't even know that all the labs have access to the tests, I invite anybody right now, go to Quest Diagnostics website, type in COVID-19. You right now for $119 can have the test done. And almost every Quest Diagnostics has the capability of doing a test. You make the appointment on the computer, you pay the money, and um, basically uh, you go down there and you print up a barcode or you keep it on your phone and you walk into the Quest Diagnostics. There's nobody in there. No cut, no patients, no no secretary, no nothing. You walk in there and there's a scanner, and you scan your barcode. You check in, and then it asks you, "Do you want to wait outside in your car?" 
and then they'll call you on your cell phone when they're ready to take you, or do you want to sit in the waiting room? So since there was nobody there, I said, all right, I'll sit in the waiting room. Had the mask on and everything. Not even two minutes later, woman calls me in. She had me sign one thing, and she took blood from me. And she said, well, uh, email you your results in two to five days. I, I left my house at 12.10. I was home before 1 o'clock. That's really? how quick it was to go there and back. No traffic, no waiting. Only one, there? only one there when you get in the blood? What'd you say? You were the only one there? I was the only one. Well, you know what they're doing? They're doing appointments every 15 minutes. Right, right, right. So they're not overlapping. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you out there, your regular doctor you go to, you'll make an appointment for, let's say, 1 o'clock. You walk in, and there's like 20 fucking people waiting, and then you find out 10 of them had 1 o'clock appointments. True. A lot of doctors like to pull that shit. They're not doing that. So, you know, they don't want people to show up early either. Five minutes before, fine. But they're In spreading out. them out so nobody really interacts with each other. That's so a good idea. When I get those results, I will definitely let everybody know. Absolutely. I'll let everybody know. But, what um, made you do that? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and by the way, everyone, um, you know, if, if case you're not aware of it already, this past Friday, uh, Mish and I on Friday did the one chip challenge, the Pocky, you know, chip, and uh, we survived it. That screenshot is actually from the show. We did not like pose for it. Um, I had unbelievable pain for about 36 hours, then it went away. Um, so I survived it. Mish, I don't want to get into too much detail. I'd rather let him tell everybody on Frank and Gus or Soup this week. He no-sold it, did the challenge over 10 minutes, didn't take a sip of water. Me, I drank a half a gallon of water. I ate a whole tub of ice cream. I saw that. I saw it. Yeah. He um, he told me, I, I'm sorry, Mish, if, I, if I'm blowing your spot over here. But he had to do a teleconference today with a doctor. You do your doctor's appointment over the phone now instead of going into the office. Um, that morning, he took a dump. And when he went to flush, he looked in the toilet and there were worms, dead worms. Are you kidding me? I swear on my mother. And there is a medical condition where you have these types of worms in your stomach they live on the walls of your intestine. I know it's capsian or something like that. And when you eat extremely spicy foods or something else, it could kill those worms. And he called the doctor today and said that he saw dead worms in his toilet. Doctor thinks he had some other condition, but he told me yesterday, he says, I think this fucking chip might have saved his life. I'm not joking. It's it's a really whacked out story. And Kev, you know Mish is not one to, you know, do gumpy stories as far as gum stuff. So, you know, the only thing I told him not to do is not to send me a screenshot of the shit. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. No, but it was, you know, it was oh. fun. And, uh, you know, do another challenge. I, a lot of people are bringing up the bamboozled, beanboozled challenge, I think it's called. Basically, there's some company where you buy jelly beans and, like, the colors, like, it either could be, like, coconut ice cream or it could be the smell of someone's crotch. Like, you don't know if the jelly bean is, like, a pleasurable flavor 
or if it's something that tastes like throw up. Let me uh, let me ask you something though. What is that actually? If the, you can describe it for people who don't really know anything about, it. I didn't know. I had to look it up. I never heard of that thing until I saw you guys doing it. So I looked it up. But what is it? What does it actually taste like? Um, you know, I I took a tiny little piece, and you know, it tasted nasty. It's when soon as you put it on your tongue, it burns tremendously. It's just a severe burn that you never ever experienced before. I did do some research, and it's the equivalent of pepper spray. So if you ever see when somebody gets sprayed with pepper spray, imagine, you know, that heat, you know, you're eating it. In your mouth, in your mouth, yeah. When I, when I ate it, and it went down, like, for the first couple of seconds, like, you feel that unbelievable heat. The problem is, is that, you know, if you eat, like, hot wings or something like that, like, you'll have that first burst of heat. But then you kind of get used to it or it starts to subside a little bit. You know, you have a little blue cheese, a little this or that with it. This would just get worse and worse and worse. And what what was bad about it too, and and this is what happened to me for about 36 hours, is the chip went into my system and it irritated my whole stomach. So that night I was fine. Then around six o'clock in the morning, I started getting these unbelievable cramps and I must have hit the bathroom like seven or eight times. But um, I think it actually cleaned me out, believe it or not. But it's just an unbelievable burn. It, 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 if there's any way for me to describe it, did you ever have a stress test done? Yeah, of course. Okay. Too. Did you ever get the injection? Of the dye? No, the, the, the not the dye, but the injection instead of going on the treadmill. No. I okay. It's not as bad as what it used to be 10, 15 years ago, but if anybody out there has ever had a stress test done and done the injection, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't want to go on a treadmill, and me, I never wanted to go on a treadmill because of my car accident, but right. you can get, instead of the treadmill, an injection. They inject a fluid in you, and it it literally races your heartbeat, and it literally slows down your heartbeat also. It simulates you on a treadmill for like 15 minutes. And for about 15, 20 seconds, you feel like you're going to die. Like you just, you can't even talk. But then after 15, 20 seconds, it starts to wear off. You have like this heat flash or whatever, but for 15, 20 seconds, your heart races to like 160 beats a minute, and then they slow it down to simulate you being on a treadmill. So if anybody that's ever had that done, if you could just compare that moment where you couldn't even talk, just picture that being heat in your mouth, and that lasts for about 10, 15 minutes. Does it burn your uh, esophagus? It didn't burn my esophagus. Once Saturday night came around, Sunday morning, I was completely better. I took a lot of Tums, but my honest opinion, unless someone is doing it for charity or doing it to celebrate something or doing it to, you know, for for a real good reason, I don't suggest anybody to do that because it's fucking painful, man. It's now because it's over, like, I don't feel it anymore like i say to myself oh maybe i would do it again i would i don't think i would ever do that again it's my fiance was inside and i went to get my cell phone 
to show pictures of every, uh, people of my floor because I had blown up something. And when I went inside, she's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I really can't talk right now. And she's like, good. She's like, you deserved it. That's you know, she thought I was an absolute moron to do that. But, uh, hey, it was a good laugh. Uh, everybody, Joe Punches and everybody loved it. You know, it was, it was fun times. And, uh, you know, me, I'd rather do something that's not as painful. You know, like if I put a jelly bean in my mouth and it tastes like, you know, like smelly pussy, you know what I mean? All right. Yeah, it's disgusting or whatever. I spit it out. But at least as soon as you spit it, it's not anything to get you sick. It's just they put different ingredients in there that I guess apparently simulate, you know, like dirty laundry, smelly, sweaty feet, sweaty balls, fish, you know. So something like that is more innocent. But this chip thing was too painful. Too painful. People putting, people putting stuff in their mouth might be a reason why we're locked down now. For yeah. Up yeah. Times. But, oh man, Mish is not human. That's all I'm going to say. This I motherfucker is not human. No selling it. He was smiling up a storm. I told him he looked way too happy in that promo picture. Yeah. Speaking of not human in a lot of people's eyes, Charlotte today, we talked about it earlier. She beat Liv Morgan. You know, random, oh, let me challenge the champion. You know, she tried. Again, this reminds me of what I said uh, about a month ago. Remember that Steve Austin promo in ECW? You know, give this German kid six good minutes. WCW. That's what it felt like. It felt like, oh, Charlotte, give Liv Morgan six good minutes. You know? It was the only. It was one of the only good matches on this fucking show tonight. Not yeah. for nothing. You, you think Io Shirai has any chance on uh, Wednesday? I'm rooting for her, but I don't think so. I think Charlotte will beat her handily. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, I don't see there's any chance. I know a lot of people, I think it's going to be some bullshit clusterfuck finish. Somebody may do a run-in. So Something is going to cause a, I just can't see Io Shirai getting pinned clean on this. Some type of fuckery is going to go down. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, it should be a good match, though. I mean, that's, that's new to everybody. We've never seen these two go at it, so... It's something fresh, at least. Yeah. Anthony Diaz, I don't care if really spicy foods build your immune system. I don't like spicy foods. I can't stand them. And uh, thank you, Mega Man. Um, but uh, I honestly, I, I'm like looking into the Death Nut and some of the other ones, but I honestly, you know, it was funny. Somebody had actually asked me if if I had a choice of eating the chip or watching like a whole block of Bella matches, I I would actually probably eat the chip. But in hindsight, um, I don't know if I would eat the chip or do this instead. Did you see this book that's coming out tomorrow for the Bellas? No, what is it? Uh, I guess it's their memoir. It's coming out tomorrow. I We were going to actually talk about it last week, but we ran out of time, thank God. And I completely forgot to bring it up on Wednesday. But they have a book coming out. It's called Incomparable. And uh, the synopsis is, it's 256 pages, by the way, uh, a raw, honest, and revealing co-memoir by Brie and Nikki Bella, twin sisters, WWE Hall of Fame inductees, and stars of the show, blah, 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 blah. As twins, the Bellas have always competed. Legend has it that Nikki drop-kicked Brie in the womb. So, oh, okay, I see where this is going already. Um, 
they're talking about how they became like models to Bella performers to Birdie B. Uh, they shine the diamond, resolve to be survivors and the heroes of their own stories, take control. Fuck you. I ain't buying that book. Good for them. I mean, look, they, they never turn me down on a date or anything, so it's not like I don't dislike them, but man, Kev, I, I've brought this up before. I'll ask it you now again, and I ask mm -hmm. the uh, our universe, our army, the uh, what's yours? The castle what? Castle Crusaders. Castle Crusaders. The Donzillion. I ask everybody this that's been a lifelong wrestling fan for many, many years. You, just for a second, go back in time when the Bellas first came in. Did I, like, get hit in the head with a rock and maybe just forgot, like, 10 years of my life? Was there ever a point where the Bellas were, like, like you know, like the pioneers of women's wrestling? I mean, they wrestled. They did twin fucking switches. They would escort like celebrities and raw guest hosts to the ring. They fucking dance with Carlito and like. I mean, am I missing something? Are they these big pioneers for real? I mean, I know that they're inspirational. I'm not taking that away. You could be this low on the food chain and be inspirational. Is there something I'm missing with them? Well, wasn't. Well, let's be honest, and their profile get raised mostly uh, when they started dating John Cena and Daniel Bryan, respectively. Didn't that really elevate their their notoriety? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? I mean, that's when really they started to get the... Why else did they start to get the push? Wasn't it the kind of their social status in the locker room and then out and about on the town with two of the top guys? Um, I know, I know in fairness to Bree, she wasn't like, you know, stair climbing cause she was dating Daniel Bryan before he was a big top guy. Uh, but Nikki was with Cena for a while and obviously he was the big dog and no pun intended for Roman Reigns, uh, in the locker room. So I'm saying my whole thing with them is it was the status of who they were dating that it was, wow, one's with Daniel, one's with, one's with, uh, John. So uh, that's when I noticed it, really. I mean, what else did they do? If someone correct me, if, if I'm wrong, I'm not even trying to be a dick. I don't remember. W did they have some great match? Like, what? why did they get elevated? I don't even remember why they got elevated. I, my mean? apologies for everybody that had to see that book cover for that extended period of time. I forgot that I left it up there. My honest opinion, Kevin, I, well, I think I... I they got on Total Divas, but I'm saying, was that really what elevated them in the ring? They started to get the respect of being women, in, like, you know, some sort of ring generals or something. Just because they were on Total Divas, that's what gave them all this? I think they're it? legends as far as, like, women in wrestling transitioning to reality television. Um, but, you know, the whole thing, and I say it to this day that amazes me, is that if Divas was such a dirty word in women's wrestling that you change your title from the butterfly belt to the women's title. How the fuck do you... And I say this with no disrespect intended, but if the term divas is such a dirty word or it's such a negative word, as a woman, you know, like, how do you not, like, lobby and insist that the name of the show be changed. Now, yes, they have Total Bellas now, but to this day, it's still called Total Divas. You know what I mean? It's like, 
you know, I, I don't know. It's to me, it's a double standard. I, I don't think the term divas is a dirty word. When I think of divas, I think of Aretha Franklin. I think of, you know, R&B stars from the 50s, 60s, Whitney 70s. Sade. I think of when I think of diva, I think of, yeah, an iconic uh, singer from, you know, who's got a lot of history and legacy. I don't. Yeah, is that an insult? That's not an insulting term. Yeah. I don't think it is to anybody in the music industry. It isn't. I mean, if WWE made the divas a dirty word in their women's wrestling, well, then make divas a good word in women's wrestling. Just getting rid of the word doesn't mean shit. I just, I look back on it, and I'm sure the Bellas have gotten along with a lot of the roster, and I'm sure, you know, and they are inspirational, and, you know, girls, you know, of today idolize them but as far as their wrestling career i don't ever remember like and you know be coming up with the women's revolution doesn't mean that you are the women's revolution there are a lot of people who came up with some wonderful ideas over the years and just because you you brainstorm and think of an idea doesn't mean that you know you know what i mean like if i think of uh hey you know maybe we could build this. Somebody else builds it. I can't take credit for it. I fucking thought, hey, it's a good idea if we did this. If someone else does it, I can't take credit for the build. I could maybe take credit for the idea. So I don't know. To me, I think they're overhyped. I think they're more reality TV than wrestling, in my opinion. It's always how I felt. You know, it's funny, DT, I'm looking up the definition because I was just curious and probably would have did this a long time ago, but since we're using the word diva, and the two definitions for diva, one obviously doesn't apply, a famous female opera singer, okay? And the second one is a self-important person who is temperamental and difficult to please, typically used of a woman. So I don't know if that is a compliment. Well, you know what? I bet you that is one of five different definitions and maybe right. up to 20 years ago that would have been definition number five or six on the list but now because of the pc era we live in they have mm-hmm. elevated that definition to like number two i think if you go further with definitions i think it's more of like a pioneer i think of diva i think of a pioneer i think someone yeah, who a famous female singer of popular music would be another one okay but those are the top three famous female opera singer a famous female singer of popular music and a self-important person who's temperamental and difficult to please yeah so okay. i don't know i, I just think that, they that's, that's you're right dt it's probably there's different definitions but you know as i said i know this top three are. I, I maybe pioneer is not a good word but I mean, someone who is definitely in, inspired and paved the way for the next generation. You know, like like I said, you know, I always thought of, you know, the women in, in music in the '60s, the '50s, '60s, and '70s paved the way for you know the Whitney Houston's and others. And I, I always looked at it like that. And I and I maybe I always looked at it in a musical sense, but I don't think diva is always a dirty word. A DT is a prima donna and a diva the same thing to you, Sean is asking. For some people. For some people, but not as an overall definition. Prima donna, there's no other way to put it. Prima donna is just one definition. Diva could be interpreted many different ways. That's true. That's a good point. So I agree. Wanna shout out Rakim James, Daniel Medina, Shahid Gonzalez, Luis Aranese, 
Jay Garden Hire, Awil, Marabuchi, Marabuki, Sekaraka, Okafor. I hope I got that right. Uh, the Roach Killer, Chris Savage, um, Kenneth Hewlett, Russell Wendell, Bruce Couch, and our newest associate producer, Charlie Ward. So, w- what comes to mind when I say the word Charlie Ward? Oh, uh, drama for uh, Long Stones? No, oh, okay, that's for you. For me, <laughs> I always think of the Knicks. And I, when he played for the Knicks, every time he would get a basket, I always remember the announcer going, Charlie Ward! I don't know. I, I like Charlie Ward when he was on the Knicks. When was that, 10 years ago? About, yeah, about. I'd say around 2000, you know, give or take a few few years. So, man, I, I miss my old Knicks. From Pat Riley up until early 2000s, and then that was it for me. Oh, that's it with the Knicks. Thank God I still got a lot of their games on DVD that I taped off for TV. So, ah, we're going to get back to Raw in a little bit. We'll get into some of the matches that went down. Um, We got a couple other news tidbits we want to share. I don't know if anybody is aware of this. We've talked about it on this show for about five weeks. Maybe not in the last two, but we were confused why WWE has done nothing for charity in the middle of this crisis. And number two, we couldn't understand why WWE was not coming up with ideas of, like, masks. You know, have people wear WWE-themed masks. Well, I guess because they're part of this... You know, uh, AmeriCares Foundation, where the proceeds are going to give needed medical supplies for healthcare workers. Look, a good deed is a good deed, but we've already passed the curve. You know, I understand it takes a little time to make these things up, but why the fuck did WWE not do this four to six weeks ago? So, and for those that don't know what I'm talking about, they now are selling masks. $13 a piece, they're washable, and you could get them with some of your favorite wrestlers' logos on it from this era and last, Triple H, Bray Wyatt, Ric Flair, Randy Savage, Seth Rollins, Ali, Ultimate Warrior, New Day, Heavy Machinery, Cena, Kane, Becky Lynch, Sasha, and a few others. Um, I don't know, I mean, what's your thoughts? Better late than never, in your opinion? Yeah, sure, better late than never. Yeah, I mean, that's, I was kind of curious why they weren't. But they eventually do do something, DT. We can't say they're not charitable, you know? Yeah. I, um, I, I still am amazed how WWE is, like, it took being part of a bigger charity that features athletes, musicians, you know, like, it took being part of a bigger charity to do something. And that kind of, like, rubs me the wrong way a little bit. You know, it's like for the last six weeks, you wouldn't call the virus by its name. You know, you wouldn't put any PSA announcements other than fucking washing hands, which everybody should be doing anyway. But now they have the masks on sale. And the and the thing is, is that I think these masks will be on sale for years to come. Where do you buy them at WWE.com? WWE's website. Okay. Yeah, WWE's website. Yeah. You know, they're not bad looking. You know, $13, a little pricey for one cloth mask, you know, but um, 
you know, I kind of think you probably should have done like a two or a three pack because you're really supposed to wash them each day. And those masks, you, you wear it every single day or five days out of the week. I guarantee if you wash them five times, that son of a bitch is going to already start getting lint balls on it and stuff like that. Check so, out the one. Yeah, no Bellas one, by the way. I don't remember okay. a Bellas one. And you know what? I agree with you, Anthony. You let them scissor kick each other. But I'll tell you this much, man. I don't know if you, before we wrap up the Bellas conversation, I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like over the last two years, it almost since the Cena breakup with Nikki Bella, it almost feels like WWE has really tried to distance themselves from the Bellas. You know, there were some times that you thought they were going to be invited back and they weren't. I don't think they're on bad terms or anything like that. Yes, they were uh, inducted for the Hall of Fame. But it just feels like WWE does not mention them as much as they would in the past. I, I don't know if anybody else has noticed that, you know. Not as much in the past. They still bring them up. They still do conversation articles. But it just feels like, you know, especially with Nikki Cross. You know what I mean? Like, you think if I say the, ter the word Nikki, like... You you tell me someone else in wrestling who is really high on the, the food chain in women's wrestling, and they had two of the same name. Oh, you're talking about Nikki? Uh, yeah, Nikki Cross and Nikki Cross. Bella. Yeah. Well, out of sight, out of mind, DT. You know, it's like anything else. Out of sight, out of mind, Nikki Cross is here. Uh, Nikki uh, Bella is not. Yeah, well... Um, Someone asked, just to wrap up this conversation about divas, do we think WWE removing the diva term, term alienates the women from the early to mid-2000s, you know, like McCool, Layla, and them? Do you think it does? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, WWE's done a piss-poor uh, management of the women from yesteryear. I mean, I think of women like Molly... Sure, Victoria was on bad terms, but there's a lot of women that they have totally forgot about. And when they come back and they get no reaction, they act shocked like, oh, how come they're not getting a reaction? Well, you fucking haven't brought them up for 10 years. Well, yeah, I think that, that that's always been a problem. You know, like even Ivory, when she was at the Hall of Fame, it was like, I'm sure half the crowd didn't know who she was. But, they, you know, they can't mention, I mean, listen, they, they have their favorites that they mention a lot, and then they have people that they don't mention at all. I mean, you wouldn't even know. Uh, even the, some of the men DTs who have been—you never hear a Bam Bam Bigelow or Hercules Hernandez reference ever, not even by uh, Corey Graves. They—they they, they don't mention certain people ever. Yeah, much love to everybody who is on the YouTube chat right now. Over a thousand of you, so much right. love. Um, speaking of love, you know, I've tried to avoid the Sami Zayn conversation for the last two weeks after my original rant which i did apologize for some of it i took it way too personal but you know Sami Zayn has not been on tv for the last bunch of weeks Sami Zayn does not feel comfortable wrestling right now with coronavirus which i totally respect but i got a question for you because this is what we do not trying to start a pot but you think of the entire wwe roster you think of the entire roster who is not on TV right now. Now, in the case of Kevin Owens, 
Kevin Owens did an interview, and, you know, WWE gave the option of not traveling, and he has chosen to stay home. Plus, he talked about how he may he had an injured ankle from WrestleMania. He doesn't know if it was a slight fracture or a sprain. So there's more than one reason. But, you know, Kevin Owens, when he did this interview with the Canadian press, very friendly, you know, very, you know, he's, he's relaxed. He loves WWE. He's home with his family. You know, he's taking it easy. WWE gave it, made it optional, stay home, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But do you remember about two or three weeks ago, somebody anonymously by the name of John contacted the Florida government and said that WWE is forcing people to go there and, you know, you almost feel like your job is on the line if you don't show up. And the person right. felt very uncomfortable with performing there and demanded that Florida shut down WWE for a little while. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at the entire roster, now, yes, some people have been released since then, um, or this or this statement might have come out after the releases. In fact, it was right around that time. My question to you is, mm-hmm. do you get... This is just speculation. Okay. Do you think that John may have been Sami Zayn? <clears throat> it's possible. Well, the statement definitely came out after the releases, by the way. Yeah, after the releases. So, after, yeah. It was so, um, it wasn't somebody who has already been released. So, it's somebody who is still right. there that is not on TV. And when you look at that list, it is very small. I don't know, man. I kind of, again, I'm not trying to stir anything up, but. It's possible. It's possible. It could be anybody. But, I mean, even use the name John. That's like Dear John. You know, it's a generic. No offense to John's out there. It's a lovely name. But uh, it's a it's a go-to name. It's yeah. like anything else. Signed, uh, you know, like others said, that's why they call it Dear John Letter. <laughs> I um, hated that show. Dear John. Dear John. Wasn't that filmed in your neck of Queens? No, that was Rigo Park. That was Rigo Park, yeah. Jew- Jewish. Oh. That's the Jewish area, Regal Park. That that's where I, that's where I met that girl that time. She took me back to her apartment. Oh, she only had three oh, toes yeah. with the bikini outfit. That was Regal Park. <laughs> Swear to God. Oh my God, Regal Park. Regal Park. Um, see John Judd Hirsch um, from Taxi. I hated um, that show. Yeah, you know, like I like Judd Hirsch though. He's funny. Oh yeah, he was um, good in Taxi. taxi I mean, I, I can never understand why the redheaded chick she actually wanted to fool around with him. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't care if he was like the if. If he was like the last person on earth, I wouldn't fucking kiss that. Did he? He didn't look attractive in any way. He looked. She liked, she liked his intelligence. I think. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> right now a lot of people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Show Taxi. It's a classic. Check it out if you're yeah. younger, if you never heard of it. Um, but yeah, it could be Sami Zayn. I mean, that's just like I said, John. It's a go-to thing. WWE, uh, you know, vehemently denied it and uh, shot it down, uh, saying no one's forced to work. You know, they did issue a statement. Uh, but it could have been Sami Zayn. But if he and if he did that, that's kind of a rat fuck thing to do. But yeah. I, again, it's just speculation. We have no evidence. It could be him. It could be anybody. It could be the cameraman. Well, we, you know, the fact. You know, again, I invite anybody out there tuning in. Go on WWE's website, look at the roster, and look at who has not been on TV for the last three weeks when the release has happened. You take that list, and you just ask yourself, who on that list? do you feel like would go to the extent to demand Florida shut down WWE? Again, I'm not, I'm just 
in my opinion, you look at the list and you can't help but to be focused on one or, you know, one name for the most part. I just, you know, because look, we all wondered who the fuck was John. And, you know, I don't see anybody else off TV right now other than Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens does not give me the vibe that, you know, hey, honey, let's go play with the dogs. But hold on a second. I got to call Florida and tell Florida to shut down <laughs> WWE. It oh, just does not pass that smell test for me. I, you know, I... I even the Velveteen Dream stuff from day one, it didn't pass the smell test for me, because you know, you just see how you look at the timeline, you see how things go down and things just don't add up. But um, I don't think it was Cody John Rhodes. I don't think Cody could care less if WWE is on or off right now in Florida. Yeah. Personally, I think Cody would rather WWE be going on in Florida because yeah. then it opens up the opportunity for AEW as well. What do, you th what do you think about them uh, possibly going back to some live crowds in uh, June or July? You mean the twenty-five percent thing idea that was that was yeah. out there? Um, it's not a bad idea. I mean, depending on how they do the seating and stuff, they need some sort of whatever they can do to get live crowds back. I'm all for it. Obviously, I'm in the you know entertainment industry with bands and live crowds and everything. We want that for ourselves, <clears throat> but I'm not sure how that would work. I mean, obviously, in general admission, which is you know, all seat. You know, all seating. There's no particular uh, thing that they can do other than do a separation, six feet of separation seats, which is going to look very awkward on TV. I can't imagine that. Someone was trying to say to me, "Can't imagine like six feet apart, every person in every row." Like even watching the NXT, wouldn't that look so bizarre? <clears throat> it would, but they're going to try anything they can, whatever they can get. Even 25% of a crowd is better than no crowd. So right now, I think everyone's taking up scraps. You know, at the entertainment industry, whatever we can get to get a live reaction. Get a live crowd back in there, uh, get some noise back in there. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, as a wrestling fan, we're all we're all done with this uh, no no crowd shit. I mean, obviously it's out of our hands, but if any of us nine out of ten, ten out of ten, you want crowds back? I never miss crowds so much in my life. <laughs> I, 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 I feel bad for for shitting on some of the WWE crowds and AEW crowds. Uh, now I can't wait to see them. I think I'm going to break down and cry next time I see a crowd and. In a in a wrestling arena, it's been so it's it seems like much longer than the uh, what is what are we at eight weeks now DT yeah that it's been yeah, yeah. I'd say it's 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 a long time and everybody wants to get back I know everyone wants to be safe and everything but uh, we gotta we gotta start getting back and uh, little by little trickle it in whatever's got to be done let's do it yeah I'll say this much to be honest with you um, I you know I talked about last week or the week before, the idea of you buy two tickets, they automatically give you four, they reserve four because the one seat to the left and the one seat to the right is empty. You buy a family of four tickets, you buy four tickets, you know, for your family, they actually reserve six. You got the four, then one seat to the left and right of you, those are empty. And the more I thought about it, the more I said, you know, even though that's a lot of people said it's an awesome idea, I see... A big problem when WWE or AEW go back to live crowds, unless the crowds really care about, you know, you know, setting this setting an example. Unfortunately, right. for a lot of wrestling fans, yours truly back in the day, we're not necessarily the ones to set an example. All right. And what I mean by that is I could picture even if the building is only 25% full, 
fucking wrestler walks down that aisle, you're going to see everybody bolt to the fucking guardrail to try to touch the wrestler or get close to the wrestler or take a picture. Like, I just envision people just bunching together. What are you going to do? You're going to call a security guard over? You're going to call cops over? Like, social distance, social distance. I just picture... You know, little kids like running to the side to get see get closer to the wrestlers. So I think that's going to be problem number one. Um, that's going to be a challenge. That's why I think even if they're allowed to have live crowds, let's say even June first, they may wait an extra month because they know once that crowd is in the building, even if it's a tiny crowd, you start getting people that start bundling, especially new sale. University, yeah, yeah. whatever that place is, the name of it, Full Sail. Full yeah. I mean, imagine if only one quarter of the fans go and then they start seeing it because a lot of the same fans attended. Oh, my God, it's John. John, holy shit, how you doing? You know, that social distancing is going to go out the window for a lot of people. Plus, masks are encouraged, but it's not yeah. mandatory. So that kind of disturbs me a little bit. I would, would hope that everybody would have, been required to wear a mask for a sporting event and even with that i see people taking it off i see that happening come on yeah, you're on I the mean, beach you know you're on the beach and you're hanging out everybody's forced to wear a mask in new york still and you you know you want to catch a rap with a chick yeah I, I seriously doubt you're gonna go up to a chick and say you know go like hey baby you look hot you know like you can't see half the person's face you know, so I think people are going to take it off. It's pretty muffled, too, when you're talking through a fucking bandana. Yeah, yeah. Plus the drive-in thing. A lot of people loved my idea of having a wrestling ring and mm -hmm. do it with a drive-in style. Everybody drives up with their cars. They sit in the cars. They tune into the radio station to get the commentator's feed. Everybody enjoys it. You could still hear loudness from the fans because the windows will be open. You can have concession people come up to the windows or you bring your own food like a sock like a drive-thru movie yeah you know? like a drive-in but then i thought about this over the weekend because my mind is always racing then i said you know why that would probably be a really bad idea for any fed out there even if it's an indie fed imagine an indie fed wanting to do an outside show and they decide to do a drive-in style that everybody comes up with their cars, they stay in their cars, this guarantees social distancing. You know what's going to happen. I didn't even Keep think about this when I can. <laughs> You're going to get, instead of what chance, when you get like somebody like Dana, I'm not saying WWE, but we use any promotion. You get, you know, Lisa Schmuck that can't cut a promo. Instead of the fans chanting, what? Every time she talks, every time she talks, they get a fucking probably honk their horn. <laughs> Could you That's imagine cool. that? You're in a fuck. You're trying to cut a promo and you're in a drive oh. driving. Everybody starts fighting. Can you imagine if dozens of cars start honking their horns? People would be like, "Let's go, Joey!" Honk, 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 honk. Oh my god, that would be a fucking disaster, you know. Yeah, so TV. every time there's a good idea, there's always a glitch. You know what I mean? And if they're all good, all brilliant ideas, there's always something that can backbite you in the end. And you, and, one of them. and you see some of these hillbilly trucks and these Puerto oh, yeah. Rican fucking cars that have like the horns that sound like you know, like an 18-wheeler. Could you imagine, hey, yeah, honey, 
Let's go to wrestling. Let's get out of the house. You know, we survived Corona, and you're sitting there with your loved one, and you're in your 1952-whatever, and then next to you is, you know, fucking family or whatever, and they're nice people and everything, and all of a sudden... What? With a horn? Oh my God! You have fucking people having coronaries, man. You do all you need is one asshole with a big giant fucking horn. That's it. That's it. every time somebody cuts a promo. Instead of what, you'll hear horns blowing. Get so, like the General Lee from the Duke's has it. I had two promoters send me emails and said, "Yo, I love your idea about the driving." If they're watching this. Just remember, you got to play devil's advocate. Like, I pitch it, I'm like, all right, you know, where could things go wrong? And the funny thing is, is when I used to go to drive-ins as a kid with my friends to hang out, I don't remember people really beeping their horns ever, you know? I don't remember anybody ever doing that. I'm sure they can have cops, you know, threatening to kick somebody out. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think probably... You know, you just have, all you need is one fan, one car to start doing that. You know, like, instead of, this is awesome, honk, 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 you'll, everybody will be beeping their horns. That'll just be absolute disaster. Now, what you can do is WWE, let's say, does money in the bank. And you can go to a drive-in and watch money in the bank on a big screen to get out of the house. The ring is not there. So you can honk your fucking horn all you want. The wrestlers aren't going to hear it. They're going to be somewhere else. So if you do simulcast, I think it's fine. But you can't do a live event in front of cars. Nah. I don't think that would work. So Jesus, it's funny. You know, since we were talking about John before, I think it's only right if we uh, show a little love to the real John, John Cena. Granted, 650th wish... Uh, kid terminally ill in Florida showed up wearing uh, a rather cheap mask, but um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was very nice. Was he's got the record for a wrestler for yeah. most, uh, for most visits, right? For kids, I tell you, man, he's so a good guy. Cena's a good guy. No matter what we can say, but I mean, he's he's a good guy, a legit good guy, uh, and uh, you know, one of the. Whether you want to admit it or not, one of the probably Mount Rushmore for wrestling. Uh, you know, one of the biggest Somebody wrestling. wanted to see my shirt. I had the Tyson shirt on. But John Cena, it, it makes me feel good because there were many, many years I could not stand this guy. The Super yeah. Cena stuff. I truly believe, with the exception of children, I think the Super Cena stuff turned a lot of fans off. You know, and people would just fantasize, when is he going to turn heel and this and that? But, you know, we we always wondered, because of the original Thugonomics, we always wondered if he's like a, a Marky Mark Jersey Shore prick in real life. Then we got a little insight of his relationship with, with Nikki Bella, and it was a little odd with the demands, and then he had the divorce before he met Nikki. Um, but... As the years go by, you realize the guy really is fucking authentic. You know, may not be a lot of people's favorites, but that guy really, truly does have a good heart. Maybe, you know, it. He's developed this over the years, but man, I it's it's really hard to dislike Cena right now. Yeah, and no, I agree. I mean, the, 
again, it's how he treats the fans. I mean, listen, no one's personal life is perfect, and he may be a quirky guy with Nikki Bella. Maybe he needed to be. Um, but outside of that, forget all that stuff. It's how he treats the fans and how he treats the kids, and he's aces with them, you know. Yeah. And I, clearly, he's more than proven himself. I don't think even the most cynical person can't put Cena down for this treatment of the fans. He treats the fans fine. Yeah. Um, you know, there was something on TMZ uh, about John Cena also and The Rock that apparently Cena and The Rock are giving Becky Lynch a lot of tips because Becky Lynch may be the next person to, I don't want to say make it big in Hollywood, but she was just on that show Billions that I haven't had a chance to look at yet. But, you know, hey, I like Becky Lynch. You know, Mish and I showed a hell of a lot of love for her last year. Um, and, you know, a lot of, well, we all did, but at different spurts at different times. Mm-hmm. But something changed with WWE and Becky Lynch last year, way before coronavirus. And I, I brought it up, I think, last week, that since November, I think she, what is she, she's had what, three matches or six matches on Raw? I mean, that's... I, a, I thought it was... I thought it was... <laughs> I said 30 or 50, and I thought you meant, like, you know, on, you know, torn around or whatever, and you revealed that you only had three. Yeah, there was, <clears> like, an... A, a, again, you know, everybody talks about, oh, her title reign is now 380 days. I got to be honest with everyone. Nothing against Becky Lynch, please. This is the way WWE is utilizing her. But it feels, now again, I know next week she's going to be back in the mix a little bit. But even with that, next week she's going to be back. Edge and Randy Orton, you know, I I guess Edge, what was that guy that fell asleep under a tree for 100 years? Uh, um, oh, Stilskin? <laughs> Rumpel Stilskin? Was it Rumpel Stilskin? Is it Rumpel Stilskin? Um, so, someone would, well, I'm sure will correct me, especially uh, if I'm not, wrong. It's not Nikolai Volkov. No, no, no. There was a, a fable where Rip Van Winkle, no, no, thank I, you, Lion. Yeah. I mean, Edge is like Rip Van Winkle, <laughs> like WrestleMania night. Honey, I, I did it. You know, people are bitching and the match went too long. Hey, I'm going to go to sleep. He fucking went to sleep and he woke up six weeks later. Now, all of a sudden he wants Randy Orton. Come on, man. You know, six weeks ago, whatever it was, a month ago, he fucking fell asleep. Now you want him? And even next week, I bet my bottom dollar that either one or both of them is simulcast. I'd be shocked if Edge and Randy Orton are in Florida uh, next week. You don't think so? I don't think so. Because next, remember, tonight, what we got on Raw tonight was recorded last week, the same day that they recorded the other matches. So, you know, and Vink, Vink and, I don't want to call them Vink and Stink because they're not that bad. You know, they just, unfortunately, they look like two guys that work at Starbucks. They look like, they look like two guys that are taking tickets at the door at a club. It's you know true. what I mean? That like, looks like It looks like a guy I work with, actually, the big guy. You look at plain-looking wrestlers that look like everyday fucking college guys that may be waiting in a... And I don't mean waiting to be served. I mean like a waiter in a, in a fucking restaurant trying to get money for college tuition. You look at over the years, you know, how many fucking plain-looking waiters ended up getting tremendously over in WWE? I mean, even you don't even give me Cesaro because Cesaro originally had fucking uh, the Russian chick, you know, Teddy Long's love. You know, like, you don't 
rarely get many people that really have, you know, like there's always something attached to it. This is like revival plane. Right. You know? So, but, so I don't even know if Edge and Orton are going to be in the building next week, but I was wondering this earlier. Becky Lynch is advertised last week, and when they teased her, you know, that she's going to be on Raw after Money in the Bank. You think WWE might have given away the, win the winner of the women's match? I hope not. Jesus, I hope not. Because if, if you think about it, you know, we have other women in this match. You have Dana Brooke, who has no fucking shot. Nah. Kind of funny to hear AJ Styles today say he'll throw someone off the building. Because I've been saying for the last two or three weeks that, you know, I'd like to see Dana Brooke thrown off the building. No, not literally, but... Um, but there's other women on SmackDown that are in this match too. And the way they, it came across, it felt like Becky Lynch is going to be facing or confronting whoever. That's what it felt like to me. I can't help but to think. I'm, maybe my view changes by Friday with predictions, but I can't help but to feel that Nia Jax is winning this mo women's money in the bank. Yeah, I think it's a foregone conclusion, DT, honestly. And I think Asuka and, uh, what's her name, Shayna will get into a, a whole thing, and then they'll have a feud uh, that'll detract them from that championship picture, and it'll be all about Nia and Becky. I wonder what happens with Kyrie Sane. I feared this a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, I think she's the odd woman out of all of this, so... Wasn't uh, Asuka, during her gibberish, uh, Japanese gibberish rant, uh, mentioning Kari Sane? She might have. Uh, I mean, I don't speak well, Japan, so I don't know exactly what she well, said. a Japanese friend of mine told me it was actually gibberish, but uh, <laughs> she was mentioning Kari during the promo, I think, when she was yelling at Nia Jax. She kept bringing up Kari Sane. See, I would have done what XPW did with Juventud Guerrero. When I, when I was there working for XPW and Hoovy came in, he was doing the juicy, juicy, juice stuff. Mm. Like when he would cut a promo, half the things you couldn't understand what he was saying. And they would put it, they would put like, you know, like the, was that the caption underneath? And they were trying to like figure out what he was saying. And when they couldn't understand it, they would just like put question marks or all these symbols or whatever. They should have done that with Oscar. When Oscar cut some of these promos, they should have put English dialect underneath. And when Oscar was just doing gibberish, they should have just put like all these symbols. Like we have no fucking idea what she's saying. That would be funny. That would be. Funny. I, I don't know why they didn't do that. <clears throat> that would be funny. You know, maybe you know, I I, I got to do this maybe next week if she's on. I got to put the closed caption on for the deaf. Yes. I got to put the closed caption on. I want to see what is typed on the screen when, you know, or maybe I'll watch the repeat this week on one of the other cable channels. I want to see what the fuck they, they put. Something tells me it's probably going to just have, like, uh, nothing. DT, did you know that Rip Van Winkle fell asleep in the Catskill Mountains and woke up 20 years later and missed the Revolutionary War? Oh, I knew it was a long time. Yeah. I never bothered to, like, look into, like, what he actually forgot. <laughs> So, yeah, 20 years he, he's in the Catskill Mountains and he missed the whole uh, American Revolution. Yeah. Well, yeah. He missed it. Wake up and miss this whole. I'm just wondering if, uh, I'm just wondering if Naya wins this. I got that feeling, man. I think two chubbies are going to win it this week. Uh, this, Naya wins the title, put Rip back to sleep. I think, Chub, I think 
<clears throat> uh, the red chubby gets it and blue chubby gets it. And I say that as a compliment because I'm chubby too. We're, we're all chubby red, wubbies. Who's, who's red chubby? Otis. Oh, Otis. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were talking about two women. My, my fiance, she doesn't know Otis all that much. And she's like, why is he wearing a half cut shirt? Because <laughs> he's exposing the, the abs. He's got uh, the abs. Oh, so. man. I, I, right now, my, my early thinking is Otis gets it on the men's side. Naya gets it on the women's side. And Tamina, unfortunately, has a, a nice, challenging match. But, brother, I don't think a women's title is in the cards for her, brother. Even though her Twitter stuff is great. I'm, I'm loving her videos. That's not bad. Have you, yeah, she's put up a couple of new ones. But, um, speaking of, doing like media stuff online for those that are interested Tuesday night, Teddy Hart is going to be debuting his new podcast for anybody that wants to go check that out. Um, it is called open heart surgery with Teddy Hart. New episodes will drop every Tuesday at 12 noon. Open heart surgery, open heart surgery. Well, that's not something he's going to try. Or attempt. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, did you ever express a view on that whole situation with him and Maria Manic? No, I stayed out of it, and thank God. It was I didn't, smart. I didn't say a fucking thing about it. I, Definitely no smart. One quote, yeah, no one could quote me on anything. I was the only one out of the five who said nothing. I didn't say anything. Not a, not a thing. Yep. By the way, shout out to our sponsors and associate producers. I, I know I left the ticker on for an extended period of time. I was looking at my notes, everybody, and the chat room as well, so... My apologies for the video. Yeah, shout out to everybody in Discord, too. Bro. Yeah, shout out to everybody in Discord also. I, absolutely. And shout out to everybody who checked out the feed on Twitch. I'm going to try to figure out how to incorporate that chat as well. It's just not easy because I may have to get like a second monitor and maybe have a monitor that just has the chats going. And I know there's some people that do that. And one particular podcast that actually is not even a wrestling fan um has actually been sending me some pointers so you know that may be on the horizon we'll see how it goes but this little thing in the background some people have seen that little thing in the background now with super chats when someone is kind enough to send in an, uh, a super chat um i have it set up right now where at least acknowledges the person's name with a thank you there's a lot of other things that I'm going to be doing with that soon. See, like even now, see the WWE stock? I could actually put like all different things on there. The WWE stock today went up 11 cents. But I'm going to be putting like a news ticker in the background, wrestling stuff, and it's going to just do like little tickers throughout, even on pay-per-views. In the background, it may show like the match results and stuff like that. So, you know, just, a, you know, trying to think outside the box. But, uh... Some bad news, you know, we were talking about Kevin Owens before, you know, resting up and possibly, you know, a little bit more than an ankle sprain. Jey Uso, uh, unfortunately, is going to have a little bit of a problem um, right now in WWE because his brother, Jimmy Uso, uh, has a knee injury and everybody is reporting that he may be out six to nine months. Jesus Christ. I mean, Ugh, fuck. What do you do with Jimmy? What do you do with Jay Uso right now with uh, Jimmy out? Do you possibly 
you know, have him interact with Naomi a little bit, you know, just for that little connection. I, well, the one is the one that's the one Jimmy is the one married to Naomi. He's okay. It's his brother. Yeah, but I'm um, no, but I'm saying like since the Usos have that because right. Naomi used to you know be in the corner for both of them. So I, I'm not saying I'm like saying husband and wife you, or any. Which, which Uso was out injured? Jimmy Uso is out with the knee injury. So Jimmy's out. Uh, Naomi's husband. Yes. So Jay is there. Yeah. Okay, so it's a brother-in-law. Right, but I don't, uh, I, I don't know I'm what you do to... with Jay on his own unless maybe they team know. him with Creepy Ali. Jimmy is they're twins, but Jimmy is clearly more of the gregarious, outgoing guy. He's more of the talker of the two. Um, I don't know if this uh, this could be a push for him as a single. I don't know. Team up with Tucker. It seems like fucking Otis abandoned him. Yeah, uh, Tucker's got a turn. So yeah, Tuck, Tuck, Tucker's got a turn. So they got to give him a new partner. Give him a new partner. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. It looks like Otis is on the single route right now. Mother Otis Tucker. Wins thing, if Otis wins that thing, DT is never going back to that. Yeah, I'm telling you, if Otis wins Money in the Bank, they have to do a storyline where Tucker comes uh, out and turns on Otis. He's got it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's got it. But what about Uso? You think they, I mean, they, listen, there's been, listen, magic in a bottle. Shawn Michaels, I'm not saying that Jay Uso is Shawn Michaels. I'm just saying that who would know that some, some guys over the years, they took chances on Brett, people like that. You know, there could be a solo star. Maybe Jay's got the chops. Maybe they give him a shot. But I don't know. He's so embedded in that Uso tag team and with the twin thing. Can they do it? Look, they broke Nikki away from Bree, and they made Nikki Bella more of the star in the ring. Maybe they could, you know, they could do whatever they want. Let's be honest, DT. They just got to give him the right push. But uh, brother-in-law interacting with his, his sister-in-law, I don't know. Would that is that something to do? Is that a is that some, some No, just a manager. Yeah, you know, or maybe they do, you know, some inter, you know, gender tag matches. Because I just don't think Jey Uso by himself, nah. like, he's it's he's not like Jeff Hardy. That Jeff Hardy could go solo. No, he's not, you know. I don't no. want to insult Marty Jannetty say he's the Marty Jannetty of the team. I think the Uso is very even kill. Yeah. But Jimmy, Jimmy is more the high-profile guy. If you anybody's paying attention over the years, Jimmy's the, the, the more the talker. And he's obviously Naomi's husband. He's the guy who's been on the Divas show. And so Jimmy's, sorry to say, more of the star of the duo. But now Jay could break out and show what he can do on his own. So to give Jay an opportunity, he, this is his opportunity. Yeah. You know? And, you know, as I look at my raw results, yeah, I'm I'm feeling like Naya's going to win this thing because the commercial was Becky Lynch is going to confront the winner of Money in the Bank. Now, yeah, and why would she come up, confront the SmackDown wrestler? Good. Good point. Yep. You know, it. I mean, look, I want to make this clear before anybody says anything. The winner of the briefcase can challenge anybody. But why? It's it's not the opposite. Becky, who has the Raw Women's Championship, has no right to confront a SmackDown woman who wins the briefcase. That's why I think their tease earlier you know, again, I think it gave away that somebody on Roar is winning that. And, you know, to me, I think it comes down to Baszler or Nia. And I think Nia is the one, and I've said this for a couple of weeks now, because Nia is the one responsible for the, probably the birth of the man, who is now half the man, because she doesn't compete like she used to. That's true. Look, if she goes to Hollywood... Good for her, man, because, you know, I've said this many times. I never shitted on Brock Lesnar. 
you know, as far as his contract, because every single person watching this right now, if you work wherever you worked, if your employer said, you know, they pay you top dollar and you only have to work a tenth of the schedule of others. You mean to tell me you would say, no, man, I have to come to work every day or nothing. You know, so I, I don't have any problem. And if Becky could work in Hollywood and make millions and star and have that Does career, she... as a wrestling fan, I wouldn't like it. But, you know, I would be happy for her. But, you know, let's let's be a little. She, do you think she has those chops, though, DT? You think she has that? She doesn't have that career. I don't know. In, I don't know. Because in, in, in this profession that she's chosen to be in you think she's she's box office material? i don't know I think, I think she's only been on top for a year and hasn't even proven herself in that at least john cena put the years and the time in the rock put the years and the time in something about her kind of you know construing this whole thing becoming this kind of fake badass character which i don't buy into i'm not a you know i'm not a fan of it i'm a fan of becky lynch before this nonsense uh, because I just don't bother the truck and try to be the drinking beers with Steve Austin. I shake my head and go, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this because it's not authentic. It's his son. Oh my. Ooh, sorry about that. Fake, <laughs> what the fuck was that? No, that was me. Sorry. Was, was that your stomach again? No, no, uh, no, no, no. I, I hit the wrong button about something. I was, but, uh, but uh, I just, I don't know for her being on top for a year, she's got a lot more to do in this company and to go Hollywood from here. I don't think she'd get that much respect from a lot of people. No, I think she, she would kind of get the na 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 goodbye. If she was leaving, she wouldn't get the good treatment. Yeah. She I, in, I, she doesn't put in the time DT. She doesn't put in the time. Yeah. I'm not saying she would be a, a, you know, a rock star in Hollywood immediately, but you know, you, you adapt. I mean, there has been some people who have done movies, maybe WWE movies, that we never thought would be a decent actor. As rid ridiculous as it was, I thought Dobb Ziggler actually didn't do too bad of a job in that god-awful movie from a couple of years ago. Um, what, about the, what about the Miz? Did you ever see the Miz? And Miz was good, too. I actually thought the Miz was fine. I mean, some people, you'd be a little surprised. I mean, but I'm not saying that she's going to be, you know, you know, top star right now, but... You know, I can't shun her for that, but I will say this though, and and I was kind of like leading with this early with the with the Nikki Bella stuff. Her title reign is making me feel an awful lot like Nikki Bella's reign. Like yeah. Nikki Bella, they tried so hard for her to pass. What was it? AJ Lee's reign of the longest time running champion, and it felt like as soon as she got that record reign. That's when they pretty much, she dropped the title and I think what Charlotte got the women's championship or whatever it was. It feels like they're doing the same thing with Becky now. It's like, all right, you know, we're just milking this and milking this and milking this. So she becomes the longest reigning champion ever. And again, she she's the top woman in WWE, no question. And I'm a fan of hers. But the last six months of her title reign, seriously, everybody? Has it has it been one of the greatest title reigns of all time? It may be 380 days, but again, you go back to November, which is now almost six months, almost six months, and look at how much she's competed. You know, it just feels like now there's some people that defend their title, and yes, WWE's the one that decides when they defend it, but CM Punk's reign... I don't think anybody's ever said that 434 days, hey, he didn't really do all that much. You know, there's people 
that you feel earned it. New Day, they passed demolition, but they did work their ass off in in the ring. You know, yeah, winning. those guys did. Those guys did. Yeah, they yeah. did. But honestly, it feels with Becky Lynch's current title reign is that WWE is just trying to chop chop off the days, chop off the days. Yeah. You know, make yeah. it the longest ever. You know, and just just looking. You you you. They set up next week if it's Nia and Becky. You think they're gonna that Becky's gonna wrestle in the next couple of weeks? Is gonna be skit no. skit skit. Maybe a match, or maybe you know, beginning of a match, interference, skit, skit. That's what it feels like. Take the title off of her. Give it to Nia. I actually would rather have Nia with that belt right now than Becky Lynch, to be honest. So, with you. so would I. It's like what you just said, DT. They're 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 working the days. They're running the they're running out the clock. Yeah. You know, with, with this to to just get it to be this big number. So then when she does drop it, they can bring it up all the time, and then someone's got to follow that. Yeah. But in fairness, the, the, what are they really following? And no one's going to get a long title reign like that. If Nia gets it, she'll get it for a couple no. of months. But I can picture Nia getting the belt. I would probably even when we do predictions, uh, I would probably go. I'm, I would go with uh, Nia to win the belt. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, just to uh, you know, because we're going to wrap this up in yeah. about fifteen minutes. Talk about Raw a little bit. You know, we had that opening segment with the women, Oscar, yeah. Shayna, and. Uh, Naya, uh, to me, it fell flat, and yeah, you know, especially when you realize that last week's Shangata segment was recorded the same day as this week's Shangata segment. So last week, whoever was there live were treated to two shit segments with the three women. You are correct, sir. Yeah. Then we had the gauntlet match, and this was kind of what I was talking about two weeks, three weeks ago, um, that I thought. Some of the younger stars, some of the stars that are not utilized all that much, and a lot of them are minority. Not Minority doesn't just mean black. It means other, you know, ethnic groups as well. And as they were going through the gauntlet today, I'm like, oh, this is the minority in the bank match. Because every single person in the match was a minority that was not being utilized as much as they should. Um, it was cool to see Titus O'Neil, but he got squashed in less than a minute to Bobby yeah. Lashley. Then Lashley squashes Tazawa, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. Shelton Benjamin makes an appearance, and Shelton Benjamin yeah. had some really good offense, but I don't think there was any doubt uh, Shelton Benjamin was going to get eliminated. Then they do something god-awful. Umberto Carrillo, not, he, he's not god-awful. I'm a fan of his, but... He's taken on Lashley. Nice back and forth. And Lashley gets disqualified because he shoved the referee. Yeah. I mean, when you do it in an empty arena, and then you f- just look at the goofiness of Lashley going, what? 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 It's just like, at least when crowds, you know, you hear the crowd noise in the announcers wow. and you don't hear the goofiness. Like suspension of disbelief. Like you just fucking busted your ass against three or four people. I don't care about the cheap shot attack after. It was just so awful. And you have this dead silence on top of it. So you have an awful segment. It's almost like when you're on a first date, since we'll talk about that, you're on a first date and you start having like a really awkward conversation or, or a conversation that you just can't, like, f- the right words can't come out. And then um, 
you basically, you're just sitting there and there's this awkward silence and you know like this date is totally fucked. That's what that was like with Lashley. You know, it was just like this awkward silence of, I don't know. It just, I thought it was horrendous. And WWE has this um, stubbornness that because AEW had their wrestlers around the ring making noise, which gives you a little suspension of disbelief that there are crowds there. WWE fucking refuses to put some wrestlers, five on this side, three on this side, five on this side, put a little fucking noise in the building. You have people in the back. They don't do it because they don't want to copy AEW and because they're sequestering, they're only bringing in like small, tiny groups. We'll bring in six, ten people. We'll bring them back to the hotel, bring another 10 people, bring them back. Put some fucking bodies in that building. Yeah. Give it a fucking energy. When when Lashley got disqualified and you have that awkward silence, it was it was horrendous. I thought it was disgusting. Yeah, you're right. So next we had uh, Caillou taking on Angel Garza. You know, again, you know, abrupt finish angel gaza eliminated zelina vega with the home alone shocked look on her face you know then austin theory comes out he gets eliminated by carillo then aj styles kind of like the opposite of saudi arabia you know aj styles saudi arabia you know we, we think he's gonna win and then undertaker comes out and squashes that hope this time around aj styles gets it he comes out he beats carillo and AJ Styles is the last entry in the Money in the Bank. That's why last week when you all were chatting live saying, oh, Jinder took Paulo Cruz's spot, and I never acknowledged it because I don't recall WWE ever announcing that Jinder Mahal was going to be taking his spot. Right. So what would you think of AJ getting that? No, I expect that. Well, I knew AJ was coming back. There was all the uh, talk of him coming back, um, back from the dead. From his dirt nap, his month-long dirt nap, and he, as soon as I saw him come out, I'm like, oh, uh, Umberto is dead in the water. He, he's dead. Umberto's gonna go get buried. Uh, AJ was the obvious choice. You know, he's a big star, and uh, he's back, and they need to, you know, utilize him the way they do. Kev, yeah, I'm here. I'm okay, okay. Um, yeah, it was nice to see him back. I'm glad you he kept his promise. He said he was going to pay a little tribute to uh, the OC because he wore their shirt today. So it was nice yeah. to see him pay that little last tribute to Gallows and Anderson. Um, you know, a lot of people thought that Jinder Mahal was going to come out and win. It, and I said this online earlier. Jinder Mahal does not need to be in this Money in the Bank match. All he's got to do is bump in the, into Drew in the back on a night of Raw, just bump into each other. Hey, congratulations, blah, 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 blah. And then it leads to a little dissension, and then it leads to a main event match on Raw. That's how Jinder gets his shot. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. So AJ Styles, it adds a nice energy and a dynamic to the match, you know, with Daniel Bryan and Mysterio and others in it. So Alistair Black, I think it'll be fun. Um, You know, I'm waiting until SmackDown to really let this penetrate as far as the idea that they could stop in the cafeteria, they could stop in Vince's office, they could stop this. And by the way, I want to clear this up for people out there. 
Um, the match is not taking place on the fucking roof live. Number one, um, it's pre-recorded, and number two, uh, it's going to be dark. And I, you know, I, I that's I'm curious about. I'm curious to see if there's still daylight when they climb the corporate ladder because the pay-per-view starts at seven, and unless they climb that corporate ladder before eight o'clock. It's going to be pitch black outside. It's going to be another Wyatt versus Randy Orton where they're brawling in the house and I guess it's dark or whatever and then they go back to the arena and it's still daylight. So um, it's pre-recorded. Segments of that is pre-recorded. Okay. That's not live. But not all the matches are taking place at the headquarters. I think just the Money in the Bank matches are going to be at the headquarters and I'm assuming the rest of them will be in Florida. So, but AJ Styles adds a nice dynamic to it, but I don't think there's any chance of him winning it. I maybe my mind changes by Friday. Um, during the night, they were doing countdowns of the top ten Money in a Bank moments in history. So, uh, which were which were nice to relive a little bit. Then, as we said earlier, we had Shane Thorne and Brandon Vink defeat Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. It was not a bad match, but you know, I've already... They, should, they, sh- they shouldn't have beat... Uh, they should have let um, Cedric and Ricochet have a yeah. win streak. Somebody in WWE thinks that this is a, a feud. Just because they faced each other two weeks in a row, which happened to both take place on the same night last week when they taped it, it's not a fucking feud. None of us think that Alexander and Ricochet are feuding with those two. Now they have to have the rubber match. And I'm not interested in, again, I as I said earlier, I don't know how the fuck you treat Shane Thorne that way in seven days. I mean, it's just, it's horrendous. But Alex, Alexander and Ricochet, they should not have lost as a team this soon. No reason. Especially when they're walking up the rampway and they're looking at Vink and... I was like, God, oh, this is ridiculous. This is horrendously bad. Then we get the Street Profits lose to the Viking Raiders. And then I realize, I'm like, wait a minute. All this fucking challenge last week was for a non title. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to make this big challenge, if it's fucking raw, just come out and challenge them. Just like, seriously, Liv Morgan challenged Charlotte. All she has to do is, cut, and I'm talking storyline, just go out there and cut a promo and challenge them and have a match. Oh, we got to cut a promo. Do you accept the challenge? Oh, next week, and it's a non-title match. This was all designed so they could have another match at the pay-per-view. That's all. Yeah, that's it. It was a, it was a decent match. But again, you know, the ending is like, okay, this was just set up for a reason to have another match. I don't know. It's it's such, like, childish booking. Like, you could figure it out. You could figure out every little aspect of it. Charlotte being Liv Morgan in 11 fucking minutes just makes no sense to me. Um, We talked about that earlier. One of the better matches tonight. Yeah. And Drew McIntyre... You know, taking on Murphy. What'd you think of that match? Not much. I was getting ready to go on the show and, <laughs> and you know, watching it. But uh, again, I did, I knew what it was a pretty foregone conclusion. And there's going to be a jumping in the end, and then a comeback, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. I um, I personally don't think that there's any chance of Seth Rollins winning that belt right now. No, absolutely not. 
I, I, again, I, I mentioned this in the past. I, I am concerned that Drew McIntyre will never defend that belt in front of live fans, which is terrible. But it's not his fault. It is the overall writing of WWE. You Again, you know, we talked individually about different people. You know, Lib Morgan, as much as I, you know, said earlier and I've been praising her, no reason to be in an 11-minute match with the greatest woman on that roster. Um, three to four minutes tops. You know, to do this tag match just to set up another match, god-awful. Cedric and Ricochet losing this early to two guys that look like waiters in a restaurant. Nothing against them, but there's no outstanding quality right now where they connect, whether there's live crowd or not. One is impressive in physique, but he still looks like a jacked-up guy that would be a bouncer in a club. There's no outs. There's nothing... There's nothing about them that stands out to me. It just looks so fucking random. It looks like, oh, they happen to be in Orlando. They happen to work for NXT. We'll give them a little rub and give them a win on Raw. Yeah. So, but with that said, you know, we, we have SmackDown later on this week. We have NXT, AEW Dynamite, both shows advertising some pretty damn entertaining matches. I will once again say I think... The ratings are going to be not record-breaking, but they're going to have a nice rebound combined this week. If if AEW and NXT stay on the level of the last three or four weeks in the ratings with that those cards advertised, then I'll come up here and say there's a problem. I think they're going to gain a couple of hundred thousand, maybe like 200,000 viewers this week combined. Wow. I hope so, and I know uh, Killer Cross and Scarlet are supposed to be on this Wednesday yeah. on NXT, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that. I don't know why they waited so long. I, I said this last week. Champa should have come out the following week. Should have been the first person on camera. I'm not leaving this ring till that son of a bitch comes out there and explains, you know, or confront, want, insist on he wants to confront them. You could add someone regal or somebody say he's not in the building or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. But to just turn around and, you know. Chopper goes to sleep for three weeks. It's like the Edge thing. He, he he took whatever Edge took. He fell asleep for three fucking weeks or two weeks. Mini Rip Van Winkle? Yeah. It's <laughs> like another Rip Van Winkle. You know, I know they want to stretch these out a little bit more, but, you know, WWE has too many wrestlers on the roster. They don't need to stretch it out to that level. So, and we'll see what happens with uh, Asuka, I mean, with Dio Shirai and Charlotte. On uh, on Wednesday, um, cassette. I always w- wanted to see Charlotte versus Medusa. I just don't think Medusa can really go that long in a one-on-one match. If that was the case, we would have seen it more than once in recent memory. Yeah, it would have happened by now. You 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 were one of Medusa's biggest fans too. Oh yeah, big big fan of Medusa. I think she had. Uh... She had surgery on her knee, and I don't know if she can. I mean, it's better now, but I don't think she can go in the ring anymore. Yeah. I think our ring days are over. Yeah. So, no, and that's pretty much it. So, you know, we're about at the two-hour mark. I always want to keep these under two hours so the the feed becomes available for everybody immediately. Um, I will put up the audio downloads and everything in a few minutes, but uh, any final words before we go? 
Yeah, tomorrow night on our Patreon, Don Tony Kevin Castle Patreon, KNT Chronicles with me and Trez. Uh, starts at 10.15, never too late to sign up. Little is five bucks. Go to uh, Patreon at Don Tony yeah. and uh, sign up today if you haven't already. And thanks to everybody on YouTube and our Discord family. Much love to everybody. Much love to you, DT. And I'm out. All right. Sounds good. All right. Peace, All right. Later. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. I'm going to jet out of here as well since we're approaching the two-hour mark. But don't forget, this Wednesday, right after NXT and AEW, I will be right back here for Wednesday Night Dynamite. Going to have a lot of stuff to get into. It's not just NXT and AEW. We'll talk about a few other things as well. And uh, this Friday, I'll be right here. For the Don Tony Show, yes, there will be a pay-per-view recap live Sunday right after Money in the Bank. So Friday, I'll give predictions. We'll have some nice conversation, talk, and I invite everybody back here. And once again, much love, everybody. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'll be announcing a couple of additional features, uh, possibly this Wednesday, if not by Friday. So... I am out of here, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please hit the like button if you enjoyed the show. And if you enjoy the channel, subscribe. It will help yours truly tremendously. So everybody take care. Be well. I'll catch you all again next time. Ciao. It was fun to channel surf. It was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus. And his whole idea of overanalyzing, oh, he's an alcoholic and he misplaced the belt. And how could you have someone champion like that? Get the fuck out of here. Wednesday night. Don Mike, you can have fun. You really are. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? 
Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. 